0: Hey listeners, this is the Spotlight on Grace Podcast. We're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and Pastor Tanya's here. I'm here
1: messing things up today. It's okay. It's all right.
0: There's gra- God's grace is sufficient for you. That's Thanks what I always say God. at the end. <laughs> but today we're starting yes. Summer of Testimonies. I love Summer of We've Testimonies. We've done it before, yep. and we're revisiting it again this right. summer because we love to hear from our people and right. what God has done in their lives. Right. And so the
1: first victim, I mean, <clears throat> testimony, <laughs> is right. our friend Jeff Barnes. Welcome, Jeff. Hello. Thanks for coming in.
2: <laughs> Thank you for having me. We're
1: glad you're here. And Jeff was saying that he um,
0: has been outside in the hot weather today, yes. um, and and tell our listeners why. What is your primary work, Jeff? Why were you outside?
2: I was outside because my main squeeze is farming. So I am a, I guess by by trade, I am a farmer. I guess that's how you define me. That's how I define myself. That's mm-hmm. how I identify. Anyway, right. self identify as a farmer. Yeah, as a farmer. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm most proud of that. That's it, super cool. But anyway, so we do, we, we raise beef cattle, we raise pasture raised turkeys too. And so off of that, I also do like farm services as well. So there's, we found a need that, you know, kind of the things that we were doing, other people were interested in doing, but didn't know how to do them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, you know, the farming's very poetic to me. And so I think it is to a lot of people, yeah. uh, but it's also very hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of been there, done that, lost my hat, found it again. You like, yeah. I mean, so yeah. um, I usually get, you know, called and asked to consult whether somebody's bought a piece of property. It's, you know, they don't know what to do with it. They're looking for options. Uh, they just won't help maintaining it or they actually want to get into something more specific, whether it be crops or cattle or you know, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, so we'll just kick that around. And usually I'll, uh, come up with like a production plan and help them run the numbers on what it is we think we can make on the farm, you know, and just that way it's got more of a feasibility and analysis mm-hmm. to it. And mm-hmm. they can see if it's going to be worthwhile or if it's really as grand as they think it's going to be before they sink a lot of money into it or really run down that road or get too far down that road and realize that, Hey, we should have done something different. Or hey, or hey it's yeah. worth it you it's know like, or, yeah. let's do it yeah. i'm okay with that yeah do yeah. you
1: love that analysis prep consulting piece i
2: really do yeah. i actually have really come to like enjoy that just as much as anything else mm-hmm. and um it seems it's fairly rewarding to me you know i mean you get to because i've been there right i mean i i mean i started out farming having no idea what i was doing okay. and that you know so i would grab on to anything I could I'd read articles I'd do the research I would go to universities and just you know do whatever you know weekend long you know program they were doing on you know cattle farming or crop Mm -hmm. production Mm -hmm. or you know weed weed identification and ratification you know and and it Really what I found was it, it really always it always ended up with you had to just do it yourself and spend the money, you know, and either it worked out or it didn't. Trial and error. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, baptism by fire type thing. Yeah. So,
0: Who knew that much science and thought went into farming?
1: Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think
0: people don't, on the outside, don't always realize. Right.
1: I think it sounds like a great <laughs> marriage of kind of art and science. Yeah. You know, a little bit of both of those things mm-hmm. happening. And it's great because, like, I think about – people doing this on a big scale because like I'm too cheap like I don't want to plant three little you know vegetables in a little plot in my backyard if they're not going to grow like I'm just right. like no it's not worth the time and money so to imagine like people taking on a whole farm project they need the gifts that you can offer your right. expertise and sure. like everything he was just saying I'm like this could totally be a discipleship lesson like bringing people <laughs> along <laughs> teaching them what you know but I'll save that for later
0: but this isn't your first career path and i i <laughs> he tries to keep this under wraps and I keep digging it out there. <laughs> um <laughs> tell people what you did before this because you said you just said I don't didn't know anything about farming yeah so.
2: I, I had no idea anything about farming I didn't farm as a kid and i mean my granddaddy had a handful of cattle when I was a kid and I thought it was cool to go run my hands through the feed and chase cows in the field but <laughs> uh <laughs> I had no background in it whatsoever, but I was—I kind of grew up kind of, a, kind of a jock. I played sports, uh, and out of high school, I went to MTSU and studied sports medicine. So, I worked in the healthcare field for eight years out of college before I kind of made a jump into agriculture. And uh, yeah, you just—you'll have to ask me what you want to know specific. I, 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 yeah, I, but I
0: think I, it's great because you're still helping people. It's yes. just in a different capacity,
1: mm-hmm. but it's still like. I don't know. I think that's neat. So does my son Jay know about your your exercise science background? I have
2: no idea. I don't know who knows about it. I I know David Baker, if he's listening. I'm sure he'll listen eventually. I like David. But I remember Tinsley got kind of, I guess not knocked out, but she she got a mild concussion one night while they were playing here, and BJ was kind of running around looking for me, and I kind of mosey over there, and I do a – you know, an assessment, neurological assessment on her. You know, I'm screening her for a concussion. You know, and going through it. And David's looking at me like, "What are you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> are you Are you cleared for this?
2: Yeah. Oh, like, don't worry. I do this to my calves every time we run them for the shoot.
1: She's <laughs> <awful>. fine. <laughs> yes. Well, just... I ask about Jay because Jay always says Jeff Barnes is country strong. You know, which because he knows about the farming, but like I'm like, but man, like he has, but he's also like, oh, exercise science strong too, and, and went and got a that. master's in the whole yeah, thing.
0: I yeah, love it. absolutely. Now you mentioned Tinsley, so let's talk about the family for yes, a minute. I was just thinking that was a good segue into tell us about your family.
2: I have a grand family. I love my family. I, I I go home at night and I like I literally live the American dream. I'm not gonna lie, like I have my stressors, you know, and but when I get home and and our little bitty, we got you know we don't have a little bitty, we we got an acre and. Got a little house, you know, and I've got a little blind dog, and I've got three great kids and a loving wife. Jessica is my uh, is my wife. We've been married 11 years. We have Tinsley. She's eight. Tinsley Meadow Barnes. And then we have Jansen. He just turned six, Jansen Greer. And then Carnton, not Carton, like Carton of Milk, but <laughs> Carnton. Uh, like the plantation. Like That's the right. plantation. That, w- that was the, uh, that was the m- force multiplier for her name. That's where we got married, so we named her after her place of marriage that's very sweet it was it, i thought so yeah. and yeah.
1: who
0: who runs your house oh just runs my house <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say carnton because sometimes it's like carnton uh, is the boss well, I mean, like. well,
2: look, we have to morph to our children right i mean <laughs> she's raising strong women ca- in that house <laughs> uh, but cartons you know i mean she's she's what 16 17 I, I don't know she's she's not quite two she'll be two in october yeah. you know but uh, but she
0: feels like to run yeah. around 60. Yeah, her,
2: basically <laughs> her nickname's like is is constant carlton because <laughs> there's nothing in my house from the waist down that's not uprooted and tossed around yeah i mean that's we 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 we, we kind of go back and forth because we're kind of I mean anybody with kids knows how kind of stressful it can be your house is never clean you never want company over and and I kind of came to the realization that we just ain't in a, we're just, we're just not in a time for that. Like, we're just, this is our time of life where our house is going to be a little messy, and we're we're just going to have to be okay with
0: it. Well, everyone else you in know. that season's house is messy too. Exactly. So totally I mean, understand. but we all hide
2: it. You know, if I come over, <laughs> if, if I announce myself yeah, coming gonna, to your we're house. We're going to go, you know, go man, hide
1: the laundry. Uh, Burr's house was always clean, and when she was in your season of life, I have a feeling it was, I mean, maybe like one shoe in the floor. <laughs> But other than that, she's the, she's the queen of it. Yeah, but men. that was a very exhausting life to live, so
0: so enjoy a messy house. <laughs>
1: well, and I don't want
2: to be, like, let me back up here, because I think Jess is probably, like, when she hears this, she's going to start rolling her eyes. But, but <laughs> no, she not. keeps our house in order, and our house is clean. What I'm saying Absolutely. is we, we have children. Oh, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm so thankful for Jess, because Jess stays home now. Mm-hmm. Like, we were so fortunate enough for her to come home, and we've been <laughs> even more fortunate to make it work. Yeah. And so that was kind of the big, mm-hmm. that was kind of the big thing. Was, you know, I mean, we knew we, we, it would work out. Yeah. And, but we knew it would also come with its, you know, ups and downs. But having her has been the, home has been the biggest blessing to our family okay. yet.
1: So she's a nurse by trade. Yes, she and is a nurse by trade. Nurse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and that's awesome though to get to be at home with the kids. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and she could be as and she could go as far with that as she could ever dream because mm-hmm. she's she's always been good at what she does. Yeah, and but she's no matter how far she wanted to go in nursing, she would never be as good as she is a mom. So Aww, that's great. I like I like having her home.
0: Yeah, good. that's good. I love it. Mm-hmm, me too. All right, so tell us how you first came to know and love the Lord.
2: Well, um, I guess it's a long, it was a long story. I guess like everybody, most people's is anyway. Um, I just got baptized a couple years ago, but I've never been like a real rebellious person. You know, I've never, I had my lost years in college, you know, but thankfully I had Jess like at the, like toward the end of those. And so she gave me guidance. Uh, my I grew up going to church on Easter, mm-hmm. so, so uh, once a year, I knew I'd be in church, and so <laughs> that was kind of my background. My, grand, my grandparents are, uh, they're Baptist, and I stayed with my grandparents a lot, because my parents had me when they were young, so my, my dad was a senior in high school when I was born, mm-hmm. and so by default, I stayed with my grandparents a lot. I've probably lived with them three different times in my lifetime. And so most weekends I stayed with them and they would always take me to church or I would stay with my great grandmother on my dad's side and man, that was her name. That's what I called her. And she, I can always remember her whenever I stay with her, we wouldn't go to church, but she would always, she'd always make me pray with her every night that I stayed. So I've always been exposed to prayer and God and knowing, you know, that knowing Jesus never really knowing jesus yeah so um went to got it kind of got to go kind of got into church pretty serious around my sophomore year of high school in a youth group in thompson station and that just kind of fizzled out like just never really connected with the people like just you know it just it was it was it it was a it was a fast burn and so then through high school just did what high school kids do, just had a good time, really didn't get, wasn't involved in in church at all at that point and, or toward the end of high school, and then got into college and met Jess at the end of my freshman year, and, that's, and that is what I would consider kind of my lost years, my freshman and sophomore year, and I met Jess. And when we started dating, I actually started coming to church here with her, and that was 15 years ago and so i've had the capuches yeah. um that's how that was kind of that was her and then her affiliation with the capuches and then the capuches were kind of really involved i would say they had a small group and so they're both, therefore i got to hang out with all of them you know mm-hmm. so it was the capuches and the Garros. you know and and so i guess that's uh that's how I really got started here at Grace, and so I know. I guess back to the question. I'm giving you a long story. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, That's why you're here. Oh, want well, bore everybody <laughs> riding around their cars either. <laughs> <isn't this? laughs> Keep it between the ditches, people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, like, and so it's just been a, it's just been a work. It's just been a process, you know. Like I feel like God's just constantly kind of just like been chipping away at me a little bit, mm-hmm. okay. and and so always had you know so you know I've always had things that I think shame keeps a lot of people down. Mm-hmm. I think that's like probably one of the biggest uh weapons sure. that that Satan uses that mm-hmm. really kind of keep us oppressed is our shame yeah. and even and some of us don't do really bad things and you know and but mm-hmm. we find ways to be shameful of it and regret and all the other things that come with it. so I would always kind of be like, you know what like I ought to get baptized, but uh, you know what? I I, I don't deserve that. I'm, you know, I've got to get a little better. I got to get a little better at this. And, you know, I guess, I mean, I spent my, you know, I mean, I'm 37 now. So I mean, for 15 years that I was coming here, you know, or I guess at that point it was 13 years I was coming here. That's just the way I was like, I mean, we, we came just about every Sunday. We didn't miss church, you know, but I was just going through the motions and that's Mm -hmm. real looking back on it. It's a very sad thing. And there's a lot of people that are probably doing that on Sundays, and that's just a really tragic thing to think about. You're like they're really missing out.
1: Yeah, that's why it's tragic, not because like shame on you. Yeah, but like there's so much more uh-huh. if you mm-hmm. walk in a true relationship with Jesus.
2: Yeah, and but and then again too though, I mean, I tell my kids kind of our household lesson or one of them that we kind of live by is you know if you want to be involved, you got to be present. So the first thing you just got to show up. And so I was just showing up. But at least I was showing up, and that's something to be proud of. And I'm proud for anybody that does come on a Sunday. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and no you matter had what your they're kids going to
1: church faithfully, so they were getting yeah you know, from the right. beginning. That yeah. was important. Right.
2: And yeah, and and I think now you start. I can like see that. And but the more I got involved, the more I got pushed to understand what Jesus, who He really was, and what it is He's really about, and how it is He's really working. Because I've got, I mean, I'll try not to take too many rabbit holes here, but like I got to meet more and more people, and so it started out softball. I mean, I always, you know, we played church, we played, we were on softball team. Yeah. So I've got all my friends from the softball, and I can say that some of my dearest friends in this in my life go mm-hmm. to this church, and not just be not because I don't have other friends that don't go here. But these are the people that actually know me. Mm -hmm. Like, I have friends, but they don't know me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get to know them until I started showing up and doing more things with them. Right. And because I could, it's kind of like how many times did you, like in high school, like I kind of go back to thinking of comparing church to a high school. Because, you know, when I was growing up, we went through elementary school and we grew all the way through school and then we graduated together. We were fortunate enough to do that. But there was a, there was quite a few kids that I spent 12 years with and never got to know. Right. Sure. And okay. So (laughs) I've already spent an entire lifetime that I did at school in the church and I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. We just shook hands on a, shook hands on Sunday. We didn't talk during the week, Mm -hmm. you know, or or maybe we did once uh, at softball, but that was kind of. That was that just kind of hit me. It was like, you know what, you got you got to get to know folk. Like you got you got to spend time with them. Right. You know, and and I think that I think the church, I think grace has changed a lot since I've been here, and especially over the past say ten years. You know, and and it wasn't bad before, yeah. but I'll be honest with you, I wasn't really even connecting with it then, mm-hmm. because there was there was a moment where I looked at Jess when we. I don't even think we were married yet, you know. And I was just like, I, I, like, I know you like going here, but I'm thinking about going somewhere else. Like, I'm just not get, like, I'm just, I'm just listening, you know. And it ain't, I'm not getting it. And, and I'm so thankful that I didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that was, that was because I had pro, like, it, it was me. It wasn't the church, you know. But, I'm trying to think of where I was going with that. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, it's good. it's good, but being present is so important.
2: Yes, I mean yes, and and just getting to know people and being involved. You gotta get more and more involved. And so, um, I got to I got to know Derek Norton, you know, and Derek's one of my dearest friends now, yeah. you know, and and then you know I knew Mark, you know, that that was the first time I ever had a preacher's phone number in my cell phone was <laughs> yeah. Mark Lindstrom, yeah. and and Mark and I, I would we we were friends right but we weren't as tight as we as I should have let uh, as I should have you know gotten us like I should have pushed that relationship more and now we have Jason and I feel like Jason reaches out to me and I'm you know on multiple occasions like I feel like I could literally call Jason right now you know and be like hey I'm over here talking to you two. will you come over here and let's I got something to say I want you to hear it you know yeah and and so I'm, and I'm thankful for that. And mm-hmm. and I want people to know in a church like that's like, like just get to know one another. You know, if you want to find Jesus, you gotta, you know, you gotta do it with other folks. And so that was kind of a force multiplier for me, as getting to know the Lord better and Jesus. Like I said, I was only baptized a couple of years ago, and it mm-hmm. was finally doing that that I was like, you know what, hey, I'm good enough. Jesus already paid the price for me, and He's waiting on me. And, and when I'm like, when I'm like in like really having a moment and I'm praying at home or something, or I'm on a job or whatever, I'm, you know, on the farm and I'm trying to pray. And I always have this vision in my head that like I, I can see Jesus sitting on a park bench and his back's always to me and he's just waiting and he's just sitting there and he's talking. I can see his hand motions and everything, but I won't ever walk around and have a conversation. <laughs> like I won't, like I won't ever commit that far. You know, I'm always talking to the back of his head, and it's like, no, that that ain't it. You know, like he's he's just waiting on me. You know, it, he's he's already been there, done that. You know, he made me, he gave me gifts, he gave me talents, he gave me purpose. It's me. I got to get out of my feelings and you know, commit because yeah. he's he's just waiting. That's it. I mean, yeah.
0: well, I think I think you. talking about how you were baptized which I mean obviously baptism doesn't save us but I think you being willing to step out as an adult and do that um, speaks volumes to people sitting there watching it because I think so many people are in the same boat like exactly what you're saying they were they're saved but their shame's holding them in their place to step out and say hey I, I haven't really fully committed like I should have or I haven't taken the next step or I'm not where I should be and shame holds them in that see because they're an adult, and I should have it together by now, right, Mm -hmm. you know, so, or I've been coming here for this many years, and I've never really dove in, and so they feel ashamed about that, and so they won't take the next step, whether that's baptism or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and so I think when people are willing to step out and um, in faith and do it, it shows people that it's okay, we're all, we're all in this together, you know, so anyways, I, I appreciate that, that you were willing to do that, you know, so. Yeah,
1: it's a big deal.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how do you think the Bible has been part of your growth in Jesus?
2: The more you read, the more you find out. Like it, and it, it, like I, like right now, like we're reading through the Bible, right? And so I've had this Bible that I've been reading for years. I mean, Jess bought it for me probably. I dare say I've had this Bible over 10 years. And I've never highlighted anything in it. And now I find myself we're reading through it and I'm highlighting. But I've also know that when i highlight it i'm reading it in a certain like i'm I'm reading in a different place like i'm where i'm at now is not where i'm going to be when i go back through that mm-hmm. or when i reach back to it yep. and that highlighted mm-hmm. material might have nothing to do with what i'm going through and it don't, won't hit me like it is now and so I've i've always found that fascinating that when you need scripture what you need at the moment will be revealed to you and like i said i mean i could go back and be like i could be like you know i might be having a i might be having a crisis or whatever wanting to go back and read something again and realize and then read it like oh here's my highlighted material and i read it and i'm like well, that just didn't help me at all you know like but you know something else in that book might yeah.
0: yeah or you're reading through it do you ever do this you're reading through it and you're like why was why did i highlight that Yeah, Starlight yeah, that's what i'm talking it? about you know or yeah. sometimes you do and you're like oh that's so good i'm glad i did that yeah. but then sometimes you're like why did I do that? Like, yeah. what is so important about yeah. this passage? But for whatever reason,
1: when I read it five
0: years ago, it mattered, you know.
1: Well, and sometimes it's like, oh, I do <coughs> remember what that was, but oh, now I have a, a, even a different view of inside of it, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's super cool. It's just mm-hmm. that reminder that God's word is living and active. Yeah, absolutely. So,
0: well, and p- people who put notes in their Bibles, I think it's interesting to go back because... It becomes a journal of sort Mm -hmm. in a way, you know. Like if they write down whatever crisis it was or whatever difficult time, and you can go back and read those. So that's pretty cool. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I
2: love that. I mean, it's and it. There's nothing in the Bible. Everything we need is in the Bible. Like I firmly believe that. Like, like there, like there's a way out of everything that we have going on, good and bad. We just got to read the Bible because you got to get because I mean Jesus asked us to act right. You got to get to know Him. You ain't, you're not going to, you know, the only way you're going to do that, you got to have conversations with them, you got to pray and then you got to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a hypocrite because I don't do all the reading, you know, as timely as I should. But yeah. um, I feel like, you know, discipline breeds success and being disciplined. And even when you don't feel like doing it and you read scripture, like it's going to it's going to grab hold of you like mm-hmm. it's. You know, you you just got to make yourself do it, and that's been one of the biggest things for me is getting involved in things we got going on at Grace, being present and reading. Yeah,
0: well, we we were talking in my small group um, just on Sunday night about how um, reading through the for the journey. But anytime you're reading your Bible, like that's important. But then discussing it with a small group takes you to another level of depth. And then hearing the pastor preach on it on Sunday is another layer of depth. You know, like so you're engaging more with the scripture than just you sitting and reading it. You're also talking about it with people. And I think that just hones it in even more. So Well
2: you can't and y'all and I mean you can't even put a price on the value of a small group. I mean I love my small group, and it means so much so that you know, like if we have a family birthday or whatever that's coming, up, my mama knows don't call me trying to schedule me to come. I mean, I'm not coming to your birthday on Sunday, <laughs> we're gonna do it on Saturday, <laughs> you know, and we're sure gonna, be, small we're group gonna right? be a small group, you yeah. know I because mean, 'cause we've got the Nortons, we got the Harrods, we got, got the other Barnes family, which was kind of weird, know yeah. that we had another Barnes family in the church. All I had right. no idea but them <laughs> guys are great, uh-huh. you know, and then, then the Bennetts, okay. and so um you. You know, shout out to all them because I mean they're they're fantastic.
0: Did you pay him to come in here and say this? I didn't. <laughs> uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. I didn't get Tanya. Yes. You're
2: getting Jeff on this one. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, well, can you share any like maybe difficult circumstances in life or things that you've went through where you've seen God's faithfulness kind of pull you through that?
2: I feel like I'm my. I mean, I'm just a walking example of it truthfully you know I mean I didn't it's I've always struggled with sharing this story because you know because I, I didn't grow I didn't you know I got into farming right mm-hmm. and and I knew that I was headed out of healthcare, mm-hmm. and so about two years before I got I really started praying hard I mean because I mean I told you then I mean even then I was engaged in prayer but I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't faithful to Jesus, but I knew, you know, hey, you know, you got to pray about things and things will be revealed to you. Yada, yada. But Hey,
1: and just a quick timeout, you're always going to feel that way because 10 years from now you're going to look back and say, man, when I was 37, I thought I – knew it all, and had arrived with Jesus, but how much more do I know now? So just know that it's, it's <laughs> like an ongoing... your whole life is like that, just like a yeah. relationship, so don't feel bad. Well, if, yeah. I,
2: if I jump in the next uh, 10 years like I jumped in the past 10, I'll tell you what. and
1: It, it could happen. Oh, it's
2: going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Good. but, but I've, God's always kind of revealed, I, and I guess that shows you the selflessness of God, is how he's revealed himself to me when I'm not, when I'm selfish and not devoted to him, and I was, I, I I told this was Derek Hunter. We were actually fixing getting married, and I told him this story, and so I'd been praying about you know, hey, you know, you know, I, I need a need a change. It's time to get out of healthcare for me. This isn't this isn't my drive anymore, and this is what I this is kind of what I want to do, and it's really blind about it. So, but I did pray about it, and. And I had, I was asleep one night, and I had a voice wake me up. Like, I mean, I sat up straight in bed, and I had a voice came in my head. And it was, I mean, it was like, you know, it was like God was standing next to me and just talking. He said, I'm going to make it work. And I knew from that point, I was, like, it was felt so real to me that I knew from that point, like, I'm going to work, I'm going to start working forward toward whatever it is. And... The last job I had, I was a contractual uh, employee. I had a contract. My contract lapsed. It didn't get renewed. And so I knew, it was like, hey, it's time to find a new job. And at that point, we had talked about it, and we'd been praying about it. And that's when we decided, hey, we're we feel like, hey, you know what? <clears throat> this is our push. Like, all right, so since I haven't been, like, pushing to make this happen any faster, God's just going to make me <laughs> go do it and and since and that and that was you know that was eight years ago and we've done nothing but grow since then we got into something we had nothing going we had no idea what we were doing completely clueless we didn't have much money to do it we lost it I mean we like I I went into I went into a lot of debt that week like basically the week that I found out that hey, my contract wasn't coming getting renewed. I had already taken out a farm note loan to kind of start, you know, and now I had no income. So now I had to make it work. So we were in debt, and you know, we 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 operated at a loss that year, you know, a big one. And and it's been it's been hard ever since, you know. And, and Bernice Craddock does my taxes, so <laughs> <laughs> so he, he would be a good one to sit right here, you know. Like he knows, he knows. And and I love Brennis. that's another good friend of mine from church, you know, and, and so, but it, it's worked out every single year. I mean, I mean, from that point on, we've had, we've added three more mouths to feed. We've, we bought another house.
0: You've lost an income.
2: We lost an income. Jess Justin came, came home. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, that math don't work.
0: No. this is, Listen, Jeff, this is the area that I tell BJ all the time because he's a numbers guy. So, like, he, you know, all the numbers make sense to him. But this is the area we see God the most in because the math never works out. Math God's work. math is not normal math. Like, and he'll tell you that. And he's a numbers guy. And he's always like, you're right. It doesn't. God's math is not normal math.
2: Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm always terrified to tell. I, I do not share that story with anybody, and I just put it on the air. So <laughs> I, I don't tell. But like, n- like if you didn't know that I was in sports medicine and athletic training, you you certainly didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? Hopefully it'll hopefully it'll give somebody some clarity. or They can use it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just I guess I felt like being unfiltered on that. I guess it's always been a fir- I was always felt like I'd be judged by that because mm-hmm. that was some of my bad. Like I, I, like, I almost viewed that as a bad decision. Mm. God didn't see it that way because he's used it. Yeah. And he's used it multiple times since then that I could, you know, t- talk to you an hour about.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that was the start. Yeah. And so I've always kind of, you know, I've always felt like, you know what, so, you know, people that don't follow God and don't connect with that, they would judge me. They'd be like, that guy's an idiot. Like, he put himself first, you know, like he, you know, he's ch- he chasing blind ambition or whatever. But I truly believe that I was, I, when I heard that voice, when that voice woke me up, like, I, to this day, I will stand strong and I'll fight you over it. That, that was God talking to me. And, and he didn't tell me, hey, go farm. He just said he was going to make it work. And that's what I forgot about along the way, because every time that I've failed since then is when I kind of, is when it is I started to, we would do well in something, or we would be, you know what, we got overconfident, and I would try to own it, and then I'd have to get humiliated again. Mm-hmm. And he would pull that rug out from underneath me and almost hit reset again. And and so, but he's always made it work. Like, like that has stayed, like, that's stayed true. Like, that ain't changed, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and it, like I said, I mean, the math has never added up to me. And it's not like, hey, I don't check, like I don't balance my checkbook and, you know, and I'm just running reckless, you right, know. Never. And we've made sacrifices, but every sacrifice we've made has made us better, Yeah, you know, because we did I mean, the things that we were doing when we were, had no children, you know, and it was just us. And, you know, we, you know, that, that whole journey has morphed us into new people and made us nothing but better, I feel like. Yeah.
0: All right, so what would you say right now, Jeff, that God is um, currently teaching you? Where are you currently seeing him move in your life?
2: That's kind of a tough one. I was thinking about this today, honestly. And uh, I wish I'd have taken notes because I feel like I came up with something good. but. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> we're we're just shooting from the hip here. Now. It's not a test. So. <laughs> I know. I test. know it's not. You don't yeah, get I mean, pass or fail. Yeah, I I just feel like uh, it's really just more or less submission. It's you know what kind of I'm in a I'm kind of just sitting back and letting the game come to me a little bit right now, mm-hmm. and and I think you know we have small children. And, you know, this ain't the time for us to be doing this and to be doing that, but it's our time to embrace where we're at. Our kids play ball. I have a tremendous amount of peace watching my kids play ball. It's chaotic. It seems like getting, you know, two of them to two different locations and then the other one, you know, dragging you in a different direction (laughs) while you're trying to get her in a car seat, you know? Um, And so, but I've had, I have a tremendous amount of peace with that and, and I'm able to meet people that, you know, doing services for other people puts me in their path, and I feel like, you know, as far as purpose goes, like, that's kind of mine right now, is just come what may, and, you know, it. and I've had conversations with people that I normally would never have, we've been able to help people do things that, you know, we wouldn't, if we weren't, if we didn't sacrifice and do the things we did, if we didn't, you know eat that stink sandwich you know everyone you know and, and yeah. then do what we were led to do yeah. then we wouldn't be there mm-hmm. and so I, i'm a firm believer that we're put where we need to be when we need to be there but sometimes i take a detour and he's got to grab me by the collar and <laughs> put me back on the path
1: it's good it's good yeah he doesn't mind that he's and, and i'm thinking even as you're talking thinking back to your reference to Jesus sitting on the bench you know, I think in the same way that you explained that you're being formed in the likeness of Christ, and that you're saying these are the things I've gone through, and I am here and I'm available for people if they need to talk to me, if they need, you know, some hope, if they, I've got something to share with them. I'm probably not going to be pushy about it, but I'm here and I'm available. And in that way, you're being formed into the image of Christ. And I think that's just a beautiful picture for all of us mm-hmm. to learn sure. to learn from that. Yeah.
2: Well, I man, it's kind of like. <clears throat> like I'm I'm a like I'm very introverted. I don't share things with people, but I'm also I feel like I can be very open. Like I I do not mind if you were to walk up and ask me a direct question, I will give you a direct answer. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you ask me a deep question, I would give you as, you know, as broad or short a version as you want to hear. Yeah. But I just I guess it sounds counterintuitive me saying this cuz I'm sitting here saying this on air and I just oh, shared more good. than I care. <laughs> To admit, but you're but, willing to be available, yes. yeah. I get you know what, yes, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll roll with that, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to be, av- I, yeah, I, I'm willing to be available, yeah. yeah. You're so. not
1: just going out and giving out all your advice and all your wisdom, you're waiting till the right need comes along, yeah. I
2: guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. Anything else you want to add?
2: No, I, don't, I mean, who, anything else you want to add?
0: You've kind of mentioned people along the way, but who would you say has been. Um, you want to name a couple of people who've been really influential as you've grown in Christ.
2: No, oh, I mean I mean you I, I, I hate to start labeling because names then because you feel at, like you'll leave someone out. Yeah, well yeah. yes, because I mean I can honestly say I feel like I like I have a pretty broad connection. I don't mean that like boastfully, but I'm proud of the people that I know here. Yeah. You know, it's just like when like remember we ran into each other on vacation last right. year. Like yeah. I think about that often and think that was so cool. Like guess one of the proudest yep. moments I had. To to, I got to—I mean, I—we had, had dinner uh, together. We had dinner. I in mean, Destin, our Florida. families yeah. had
0: dinner together. Yes, yeah, let's <laughs> be clear funny. about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. What, you, no way to be prideful because me and Tanya tell people all the time this is the best church in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, it,
2: and it truly is. I mean, I mean,
0: there's other good churches. I'm just yeah, saying. We're, yeah. you know, we love our we love our church family. This is
2: my home. I mean, it really is. I mean, we, and literally, I mean, how long did I say I was going to Like 15 years? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe longer than that. Just being in here, been going here longer than even that. Yeah. But, uh, we just, we actually just did the membership class. Yeah. Like, I don't know, four months ago. Like, yeah. I'm literally just now qualified to vote in the church. <laughs> uh, and, and I know everybody, I yeah. mean, I don't know everybody, but I've
0: been a part of the church longer than that. Yeah. I mean, but,
2: it, Yeah. I, mean, I, I've i just got, I'm, pr- I'm I'm proud of the people that I know. Yeah. I really am. I mean, I like I said, some of my dearest friends. We got all of our small group members. Yeah. A, you know, I mean they're those guys are family to me. That's a good you group. know. I that's mean Justin Harry, we talk we talk every day probably. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: You know. Bless your soul. I I'm know. just kidding. I love
2: that I love that's that fun that to hear that coming yeah. from men.
1: Yeah. No, you know, you I know love that. that women mm-hmm. do that a lot, but it's cool when you hear that men have those relationships where we're yeah. touching base through the mm-hmm. week, we're checking in. Yeah, you know, that's that's important. It is important. And great for you guys to model for the rest yeah, of the I church. Mean,
2: I, I talked to I talked to Ryan Heichelbeck all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I love that guy. You know, Derek Norton's one of my best friends. <laughs> you know, and and we've got and we've been blessed to. Uh, to be a part of a lot of different families like I like what I was talking about the Capujas, you know when he started but I mean we I, I'd, we've been able to have a lot of friendships we've we've met a lot of people and we've buried a lot of people Yeah. and that you you can't you can't grow old and not do those things yeah, sure. and I'm thankful to have a place to do them at yeah. you know like I was listening to I knew I was coming here to do this, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna listen to one of these things. And I listened to Herschel's.
1: Oh yeah. You yeah. know.
2: And, and, I, and it was odd to me to hear his voice again. Yeah. You know, I was just like, ooh, you mm-hmm. know. And I could just remember cracking jokes with him in the in the foyer. Right. That's the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And you're going to have that impact in somebody else's life. You wouldn't say that, but I'm saying it. I'll live long enough. Uh, you will. I bet you already have. <laughs> I, bet, I, bet, I would agree with that. <laughs> yep. Thanks for coming agree. in, Jeff. Yes. This has been great.
0: We're glad that you're here. Thanks for stopping by. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I hope that you just keep tuning in to these Summer of Testimonies. It's going to be awesome to hear from the people of the church and how God's making a difference in their lives. Um, God's grace, it's sufficient for you.